This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Paul Stone, it's the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network, talking uh, handicapping approaches for college basketball. And, you know, Paul, this has kind of been the season where it's um, a lot of top 10 teams have gone uh, on the road and lost outright to unranked teams. We've talked about the, that a lot. We've, you know, it's always been a little bit of an approach, they, okay, for football and basketball, as far as considering you know, uh, unranked teams that are favored over ranked teams. And, you know, as we get further and further away from the importance of rankings, basically deciding national championships and things like that, um, they still do carry a little bit of a weight and a little public bait uh, to them. So um, a lot of people have talked about you know, everybody, every college basketball analyst, whether it's gambling or non-gambling, has talked about the top 10 teams being uh, being uh, upset at a higher rate. So... And you know it's a, those home dogs have been a, a big uh, a big uh, angle as well, profitable angle. But you're looking at the rankings a little bit of a different twist here, and uh, explain uh, going to the AP top 25. And you've uh, looked at you got a sample size here for about 27 games. Uh, talk about the angle that you're talking about uh, this particular uh, stretch of the season. Yeah, Jimmy. You know, I think first of all the inclination of most betters is to bet the better teams, uh, and certainly the Associated Press's top 25 teams uh, would qualify as such. Again, many uh, uh, bettors, in my opinion, they are predisposed to betting these favorites because they're the superior team. Uh, you know, these bettors are, are, again, more focused on the side than the number, but in reality, I think most bettors would be better off if they did a reset and shifted their focus to the number rather than the participating teams, the number and the situation, I should probably say. You know, just like every person uh, has their price, you know, I think every team has its number. So I think we need to uh, shift that thought away from the better teams. I think we've talked about this uh, on this podcast, but handicapping at this stage of the season, we're talking about a college basketball season that's four months long, five months long for the people who get to the finish line there the first Monday in April, play a lot of games. Everybody plays at least 30 games. Uh, the final two teams play around 40 games. So early on in a handicapping college basketball season, we're going to be using our power ratings, <clears throat> myself included. We go to war with our power ratings. We believe our numbers are better than the line makers. And that's going to get us, if we're good, that's going to get us to about the start of conference play, maybe early into conference play. And then that's going to wear off a little bit. And the reason it's going to wear off is everybody at that point pretty much has the same numbers. We've got 15, 20 data points and everybody, whether it's a guy named Sonny Moore or Ken Palm or whomever, we have the same power ratings. So then we have to, to shift, I think, to more 
situational handicapping uh, techniques. The number is always going to uh, merit uh, the utmost attention. The, but the later we get in the season, I think we believe, I believe that we equally need to consider rather the, the situation. So uh, I can go into, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. you know, some a little bit more here. But the college, you know, basketball season, again, a four or five month grind. Every team, uh, you know, playing 30 to 40 games. And you're talking about the actors in this play. These are young men who are between the ages of 18 and 24 years old. Uh, so their effort, their focus, their determination, and even their physical health, perhaps most importantly, is not going to be the same day in and day out. You know, there are going to be ups and downs and peaks and valleys, uh, low points and high points. So as we're approaching what I'll call the regular season's downhill stretch, what I decided to do was examine the Associated Top 20, uh, Associated Press's top 25 teams as of Monday, January 29th, and look at those teams. How have they performed as a home favorite? So I got 27, a sample size of 27 games that, that fit this uh, uh, trend uh -huh. that I'm about to give you. But, you know, the teams, in most cases, these ranked teams, top 25, they're going to be more than a small favorite in most of these games. In some cases, in half of, you know, in about half the games, they're probably going to be a double-digit favorite because they're one of the better teams in college uh, basketball. And what cr what's critical here, I think, for handicappers is to understand that the, the ranked team, you know, they can, they can still get that all-important W, but not cover the number. Right. In some cases, you're getting a pretty good amount of points. So I took the top 25, started uh, on Monday, January 29th, and found that home favorites, ranked home favorites in the Associated Press's top 25 since Monday 29th through last night's results, uh, last night being Wednesday, February 7th, they are only 8-18-1 against the spread when a home favorite of four or more points. So when these ranked teams, top 25, are playing at home, favored by four more, only eight, 18, and one against the spread. A small sample size, relatively speaking, but I still think, you know, that it's a, a tool that we should have in our handicapping toolbox. I, I, I You know what, it, it, we talk about emotion in college basketball, and that's why we look, we, we're so situationally driven. You know, we look at the court, uh, you know, the, the court rush, fade, the court storm fade, you know, emotion. You left some emotion on the fee, on the court for the next game. You know, even when they didn't exactly uh, storm the court, but um, that was an emotional win for North Carolina against Duke. That was a charged up building. Well, guess what? They lost the game in the first eight minutes against Clemson. They fell behind by four, uh, 15 points, and, you know, that was it. They had too big of a hole to, to overcome. And you're talking about four or more. So these are teams that they're, they're ranked ahead of. They're usually unranked teams when you're talking about a spread of that, uh, of that much. And how interested and how hyped up are they for this inferior opponent to come in when they've had sort of these emotional games in, in circle spots? And they look at the schedule. They know who's coming up and who's not and things like that. And so we're doing a lot more for college football because it's so easy and they have fewer games. And they know when there's a little lull in that schedule. So I think that's what you're hitting on here, Paul, is the, the favorite, the teams that's expected to win – you know, they, they they make up things. I mean, the best of uh, the fabricate things. Michael Jordan to try and get them disrespected and things like that. But, you know, when you're dealing with 
uh, college-level athletes, the emotional swings are, are greater. They're not pros. And uh, I think that's what you look at. You're finding that little lull here. 8-18-1 and one, uh, as uh, home chalk, uh, four or points more. Uh, in the uh, rankings, it, isn't it amazing that the rankings still carry a little bit of a little bit of uh, public bait to them when they have that number uh, set up for them? So whether it's on preview uh, pregame shows and things like that, Paul, any of these that you see coming up uh, on the horizon here? Uh, you know what in in the near future, Saturday's big card. Yeah, this Saturday being Saturday, February tenth, Jimmy. I looked at the card. And I found eight. There might be more. I did it, you know, fairly quickly this morning, but uh, tried to do my homework. And I found eight of the okay. Associated Press top twenty-five teams that are possibly going to fit this uh, standard of being a home favorite of, of four or more points. Found eight of those games, and just quickly going over them here, real quick. St. John's at Marquette. Marquette minus seven. Okay. Indiana at Purdue. Purdue minus eighteen and a half projected line. BC at Duke. Minus 13 and a half. TCU at Iowa State, minus seven and a half. UCF at Texas Tech, minus six and a half. Kansas State at BYU, minus 11. UNLV at New Mexico, minus 12 and a half. And Boise at Utah State, minus four. And the last of those games, Boise going to uh, Utah State, going to Ogden there. This game, Utah State could be favored by a little bit less. But if they're favored by four, I really like Boise in this in this situation. And I like it because there's some supporting situations and data, I believe, that support the Broncos here. And and one of those being, first of all, that they've already not only covered at a pair of conference toughies, that being Nevada and New Mexico, they won at both of those places. And as you know, the Pitt, uh, one of the yeah. tougher there in Albuquerque, one of the tougher venues in all of uh, college basketball. On top of that, Boise lost in overtime just two weeks ago to this same Utah State team at home. Boise was a two-and-a-half-point home favorite in that game. Uh Utah State had to score at the buzzer to force overtime. They win that game over Boise in Boise, so you've got that uh, that factor. And additionally, Boise's off a 75-62 loss in Fort Collins to Colorado State. So they're going to pull out all the stops. They don't want to have back-to-back losses in this tough Mountain West. This is kind of a side note. But the Mountain West, what a fun conference this year to watch. Might have six teams in the tournament. Looked at Ken Palm this morning. Top 55 schools in Ken Palm. Mountain West has six teams. The Atlantic Coast Conference has three teams in the top 55. And the Mountain West only is 11-team league. ACC has 15 for basketball. So really interesting. So I would like uh, Boise plus four or more at Utah State. And also, I would look at St. John's plus seven at Marquette. Uh, Marquette defeated St. John's 73-72 at Madison Square Garden. Marquette was actually getting two points in that game uh, back on January 20th. Uh, But now Shaka Smart's team, they got to go to – or they've got to play a a St. John's team there at home. And this is a St. John's team uh, that has played well on the road. They hadn't won all these games, but they performed admirably this year at UConn. Creighton, Villanova, and West Virginia. So they played well in some tough environments. So I would like, uh, as far as this trend, Boise plus four or more over Utah State uh, and St. John's, say, plus seven or more at Marquette. So getting to the Utah State uh, game and talking about Utah State specifically, that that their result this week uh, caught my attention because they're on top. And I like you talk about the Mountain West is, uh, is going to get uh, a handful 
or so of teams into the tournament this year. Most bracketologists right now uh, have them with five uh, getting in to the field of 68 right now. But, Paul, they, they're, they're a top of the Mountain West Conference standings, and Nevada has been, you know, kind of down a lot, eight or ninth. They went in there and beat them in Logan by, I think it was double digits. It was close to it, if not, but handily uh, in that spot. So you think that Utah State is, is fading a little bit or maybe not quite as strong as uh, maybe, you know, the, the, the top team in the Mountain West Conference? Yeah, you know, I think we see teams year in and year out, Jimmy, that kind of hit their peak maybe early in the year. And they played, and this was way back, this was Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving week, but they went to the Grand Cayman Islands, and they shot the three really well. But they beat a, beat a pretty good Stephen F. Austin team by, I think, about 30 points. And they were really, man, their first six or eight games out of the gate, Utah State was really rolling. Uh, and even though, again, they're at top of that league, I think they are. You know, again, every team exhales at some point. They might get that second win later in the year as we get closer to conference tournament time and the NCAA uh, tournament as well. But, you know, that's just, a, again, a, a tough league, man. There's no other than, you know, Air Force, San Jose State, uh, Wyoming off the top of my head. There's no really easy outs in that league. So, uh, you know, Boise, uh, a, a team that's played well again on the road and is a uh, – you know, a team that that is one of those, I think five's the right number. One of these six teams is going to fall off and lose some games down the stretch. But Boise, very well a team that could be in the NCAA tournament. And I think they could play Utah State close on, on Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's a tough league. There's no doubt uh, about that. Don't forget uh, the big game this weekend. Bet Rivers is offering a second-chance bet on your first same-game parlay on the big game. Place a qualifying same-game parlay on the big game. If your bet loses, you get a bonus bet equal to your wager. With your same-game parlay bet, you also earn a square that could be worth as much as $10,000. See the Bet Rivers app for full details and bet on the big game uh, at Bet Rivers. So, trends, uh, Paul. Um are you a uh, jump on a, a train trend? Uh, I mean, of course, you like to get like stocks. You want to get it before it, you know, it becomes too public. And the lines, when teams get on streaks, those lines become public and inflated. And do you get value or do you buck a hot team? So one of the trends that I can, just cannot uh, push aside, and it, I've got to uh, tip this to my colleague, uh, my radio co-host, Charles Hanegraaff, because – He's been betting the Kentucky Wildcats blind to the over until until further notice. Um, they're seventeen and five to the over overall. They're eight and two in conference play uh, to the over. Now, one of those, uh, granted, was at Florida, where they scored like twenty points in the last minute. Florida kept fouling the threes, and well, those count too. But just want to qualify that one. That was most of them are not even close. Yeah, they're, they're going way over. Here's the statistics. Uh, Kentucky, we've seen them play. They're highly skilled, way more skilled than a typical Calipari team. But they do not have the toughness and grit on the defensive end. They just don't defend. And uh, that's unusual for a Kentucky team. There were number, how many, 360 uh, Division One teams, Paul? Is it 361, 363? I forget exactly how many. Points a game. Kentucky is number one uh, in the country. Three-point percentage in a country, number one. Uh, Assist-to-turnover ratio, they're third in a country. Out of 360 teams now, field goals made, number one. Field goals attempted, number two out of 360. I'm being redundant, but I'm trying to make my point. And field goal percentage overall is 18th at top 20. This is unbelievable pace. This is unbelievable a- accuracy or, you know what I mean, 
and they don't want to play a whole lot of defense. And you know the public already likes the overs, okay? We know they like Kentucky. And so this is not – I'm not scooping anybody and saying Kentucky's an over team. But, damn it, 17-5, and five, Paul, and they're still going over. They're not even close. That, that Vandy game was 30 points to the over. So your thoughts on, in general – and in this specific trend as well, by the way, Kentucky hosts Gonzaga, an unusual, unusual uh, non-conference spot uh, this Saturday at Rupp. Yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, you can't ignore, even if it's just kind of a, a, a basic uh, trend like this, you certainly can't ignore it. A trend only ends once. Uh, your buddy, you said it sounded like he's been on this for a while. So that's the best place to be. And you compare it to the stock market, and that's the uh, the uh, the comparison that we should oftentimes Used when we look at consider these types of of streaks, the the timing of our our entry into the marketplace, and at this point, you know, if you hadn't been playing it, I wouldn't go all in. But at the same time, you know, you, you might uh, you might play it until it ends. It's only going to end one time. But you mentioned, you know, with Kentucky. First of all, I'll say totals, overs and unders, they're not going to get as much volume bet into that market, obviously, as the sides. Right. So they might be a little bit slower to adjust. Okay. So there's a little bit more value, perhaps, all things considered from a better's perspective. And, uh, I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, Kentucky, highly skilled offensively at all five positions. They don't play defense. They play with incredible pace and and, for, and shoot a lot of field goals, period, and shoot a lot of three-pointers, period. So that's just a great recipe uh, for and over. And I certainly can't. Uh, sometimes, you know, you just uh, you, you look at the the basics. You don't have to dig too deep, and you just say, "Hey, man, this looks good." And um, you know, if you hadn't entered the market yet on that, you know, maybe maybe jump in and uh, wade in and dip your toes in the water and see what happens. And one of the unders in conference play with South Carolina, and they just slow it down. They're the Army Navy of uh, you know college football and with totals because they just they love putting that uh, those games in the mud. Uh, so interesting, man. It's a seventeen to five overall, eight and two in SEC play to the over. And I mean that is that is unbelievable numbers. I mean first and second and so many out of so many teams. Very uh, very interesting. We do it every week. Uh, Paul Stone and I again uh, breaking uh, kind of trading uh, handicap college basketball handicapping approaches and some games that apply coming up all right and uh, also uh we did mention you know buying a half a point it certainly did not hit uh, this past from saturday to wednesday like it did the previous week but it still paid for itself two out of 36 uh major conference teams one and a half to six and a half point spreads you buy it to the whole number again every one takes one out of 22 to hit on that number and save yourself a loss uh, put it above the time. So still head ahead of pace and paying for more than itself. So we'd like to go back and look at some of the things that we talked in previous podcasts. For Paul Stone, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.